2 Kings chapter 20. I'm glad we have God's word, and I'm glad that uh, there is a lifetime uh, full of God's word. We're never going to run out. Uh, it'll never get stale. Uh, they, uh, I don't know how many times I've read a passage that I've read many times. I, I, I've run into, now that I've been preaching for uh, 10 years, you're running into things that you preached before even. It's been a while, uh, but then God shows you something different. And that's a blessing, isn't it? That God, uh, his word is alive and it shows us uh, different things for different times uh, of our life. But in 2 Kings 20, I'm going to start off with prayer. Lord, we thank you again for allowing us to come in together. Lord, we thank you for your wisdom and your mercy. And Lord, I, I ask that you just use this last part of this service. Lord, uh, as we dig into your word tonight, Lord, I pray that you would multiply and Lord, that it wouldn't go out in vain like you promised. But Lord, uh, we could hide it in our hearts. We could learn from it tonight. And Lord, that you just make it come alive in our lives. Lord, we thank you for all that you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray, and amen. So the beginning of 2 Kings chapter 20, uh, that's the more famous story. Hezekiah's been sick. Uh, he's told by the prophet Isaiah, uh, you know, thus saith the Lord, set thine house in order for thou shalt die and not live. And that, you know, that's one of those phrases every once in a while. Uh, it, it's funny, you'll hear uh, some people that are totally against the Bible, totally against God, and they'll use phrases like this and they don't even realize that it's a biblical thing and it kind of makes you chuckle a little bit, but uh, you know, so he says, hey, uh, you're going to die. Uh, that's what Isaiah brings the word of the Lord. Uh, and Hezekiah responds the right way. He goes prayer and, and tears and he asks God to remember his good yeah. deeds. Uh, and now we're, you got to remember we're in the Old Testament. So uh, in the Old Testament, especially with a king, uh, if they followed the law, if they did what God told them to do, uh, they would get blessings. They would have blessings in their life. And really the difference between us today uh, is uh, we just need to walk by faith and the yeah. Lord will, uh, he will bless that. We might not get the material blessings like they did, uh, but he will take care of us and we will definitely have eternal blessings uh, and reward. Uh, but that's what he's doing. He's doing the right thing. He's saying, God, remember what I've done. Uh, you know, I have followed you. Uh, and God hears his prayer and grants him 15 more years of life. Uh, and he asks for a sign, you know, give me a sign that you, uh, your promise will be true. And he says, uh, I'll give you two choices, either the the, the sundial, the sun can go on the dial 10 degrees forward or 10 degrees backward. Uh, and he, he basically says, I'm paraphrasing, but, you know, it goes forward naturally. I want it to go backward. You know, I want you to turn back uh, time 10 degrees. And God does that. Uh, and, you know, I always... Uh, it's always a little uh, silly when you look at different commentaries and what people think of, of something like that. They say, well, there, there certainly it had to have been some kind of illusion that God did. Uh, but I don't believe that. I believe, you know, our God built this. Uh, he created this earth. He created the sun. He put everything in orbit. He keeps it in orbit. Uh, uh, scientifically, I don't understand how he did that, but I believe he did. I believe he uh, somehow he uh, shifted the, the spin of the earth. We know that's how uh, the days are as the earth revolves around its axis. And he moved it back 10 degrees without us, all of us falling right. off and without all the water of the ocean going somewhere. <laughs> how he did it, I don't know. Praise but I God. say, you know what, yeah. praise God yeah. uh, that you did that. It was a sign. And he said, hey, uh, this extra time in the day signifies the extra years 
of your life. But I want to look at verse 12 uh, down to the end and see what happened after that famous story uh, in the rest of Hezekiah's life. And it says this, 2 Kings 20, verse 12, at that time, Barodak Baladan, the son of Baladan, uh, king of Babylon, sent letters and a present unto Hezekiah, for he had heard that Hezekiah had been sick. And Hezekiah hearkened unto them and showed them all the house of his precious things, the silver and the gold and the spices and the precious ointment and all the house of his armor and all that was found in his treasures. There was nothing in his house nor in all his dominion that Hezekiah showed them not. Then came Isaiah the prophet unto King Hezekiah and said unto him, What said these men? And from whence came they to thee? And Hezekiah said, They are come from a far country, even from Babylon. And he said, What have they seen in thy house? And Hezekiah answered, All the things that are in my house have they seen. There is nothing among my treasures that I not, uh, have not showed them. And Isaiah said unto Hezekiah, Hear the word of the Lord. Behold, the days uh, come that all that is in thine house and that which thy fathers have laid up in store unto this day shall be carried unto Babylon. Nothing shall be left, saith the Lord. And of thy sons thou shalt issue from thee, which thou shalt beget, shall they take away, and they shall be eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. Then said Hezekiah unto Isaiah, Good is the word of the Lord which thou hast spoken. And he said, Is it not good if peace and truth be in my days? Uh, and then it kind of goes on and talks about the rest of Hezekiah's life. But you, you look at this story and you think about this. God had just miraculously given him 15 more years of life. He was sick unto death. He was uh, told to get his house in order, uh, but he, he cried uh, bitter tears. He, he prayed to the Lord, and, and God granted him more time. Uh, and so uh, we have this extra time in his life. And you think about every one of the days of our life that God grants us to have, we have a choice. Are we going to live righteously or are we going to live worldly? Are we going to obey God and trust God or are we going to trust ourselves or trust this world? Uh, so he had to make that choice with the extra 15 years that he got. But word spread that Hezekiah was sick. You know, they, they knew in Babylon that the king had been sick and he had recovered. So there they've, they've got these letters and they've got a present. And present. So the king's son, and his name is hard, but if you break it down a little bit, it helps. But that Baladan, if I'm even saying it right, that means Baal is Lord. That's what that means. Baal is Lord. In that first part, the Baruch, uh, Baradak, that means the rebel. So the son of the heathen king of Babylon, right? The son of Baal is Lord is the rebel Baal is Lord. That's what his name is. So you look at even the name uh, of who's coming to visit and you can tell there's trouble. Right, the the Bible never paints rebellion in a good picture. Right, uh, I I know this. Our, our society likes to latch on to it and act like we're to rebel against everything, but I don't find that in the, in God's word. Just in in little areas where they say you can't preach and teach in the name of the Lord. Yes, then we're going to rebel uh, and take the church underground. But here's the thing: uh, there uh, the the rebellion that started with Satan that continued with Nimrod and now is down to Babylon. That's the same kind of line that's going through. Now they're coming to the man, uh, to a good king, to a godly king, to Judah, and they're, they're bringing letters and presents. And remember when the Assyrians 
uh, not the Babylonians, but the Assyrians. They were the ones in power at this time. And remember, they had threatened Hezekiah. They were going to, you know, take over the city and they brought letters. Remember what Hezekiah did? He went to the house of the Lord. He spread out the letters and he prayed to God and he gave his problem over to God and God took care of it. He said uh, he took care of the Assyrians that night and they were gone. Uh, But this time he's got letters, not letters of danger, but letters of flowering, I think. I think letters of uh, making a league together, right? Letters of, uh, you know, hey, we're glad that you're healed. Uh, Let's kind of join together. Uh, I believe that was the purpose of the visit because the Babylonians were against the Assyrians too. And they say, hey, let's join together. We have a common enemy. Let's go against them. So I I believe that, uh, you know, they're paying a visit. And I believe Hezekiah is starting to get flattered because remember, Judah's a small nation. It's, it's, it's a small nation. It's not a powerhouse. Remember, God said, I chose you not because you were the biggest. You were the least. Right. That's what he said. I chose you. Uh, he started that. They were a small kingdom and Babylon was growing. They were starting to become a large uh, empire, a nation, and they would eventually take over. Uh, but I think it made Hezekiah feel important. Hey, I, you know, I'm a little king. And look, this big kingdom over here, uh, they're coming. They care about me. They saw that I'm sick. They're bringing gifts and presents and letters. They want a league and everything else. And I stopped and I thought about that. What should King Hezekiah have done? What should he have done in this in this instance right there? He's got the visitors. He's got the ambassadors, the king's son and everything else. You know what he should have told the rebel? Uh, the Baal worshiping king, the son of the king, he should have said, hey, you heard that I was sick and I was, I was sick under the point of death. But you know what happened? I cried to the Lord yeah. and the Lord heard yeah. my prayer and he gave yeah. me 15 yeah. more years. It wasn't Baal that helped me. It wasn't any other man made God. It wasn't a statue. I didn't burn incense to something or anything else or worship the son or sacrifice a child there or anything else. I prayed to God and yeah. God heard my prayer. Yeah. You know, he should have said that. In fact, he could have said, you know what else happened? I don't know if you remember this, but there was a day where the sun went back 10 degrees. You remember that day? That's the day God answered my prayer because they would have known it. The Babylonians, fast forward to Daniel's time, remember? They knew all about science. They knew all about astronomy and everything else, the the soothsayers and everything. They knew all about that stuff. They would have wondered what on earth happened that day when time was all messed up. Can you imagine if it happened today? It would wreck everything if time did that today, right? Every That would be the news of everywhere. He could have said, that was God. That wasn't an accident. That was the day that the Lord healed me. And then you know what else he could have said? You want to get into a league together, right? You want to get, because we've got a common enemy, you want to stand up against the Assyrians and everything else. You want to know why we were able to stand up to the Assyrians? It wasn't our army. It wasn't that we were scary. No, they were trying to scare us. But you know what happened? Again, I prayed to the Lord. I went to the house of the Lord. Not the the house that had the Lord and every other idol that we collected. No, the real Lord that didn't have a statue, that doesn't, he's invisible. We went in there. I spread it out to him. I prayed to him. And, you know, some people make fun of the prayer between the cherubims. You know, have you ever heard them say, well, when you're really in trouble, you would never pray like he did. No, I believe what was happening is, is, uh, remember in that day in the temple, he could only go 
so far. He was right. a king. He wasn't a he wasn't yeah. a high priest or anything else. He couldn't go past the veil. But I tell you what, he could do. He could get as close to that veil as he could, and he knew on the other side there was an ark there. There was cherubims yeah. there, yeah. and he wanted yeah. his prayer to go past the Ooh. veil yeah. and get on the other side. That way, where the presence of God was, that's why he said between the cherubims. That's where I want my prayer to get right where God is. Yeah, yeah. That's what he was saying. He could have told him that that hey. Uh, I, I prayed to the Lord, uh, and the Lord is the one that sent them away, yes. killed those soldiers, made them run away, made them retreat, and that king is gone now. Uh, it's over. And instead of us getting in a league together where we combine our armies and everything else and chariots and strategy and all that, why don't you just trust in the real Lord? Amen. Why don't you get rid of, rid of Baal as God? Get rid of all that false worship. You, I bet you... You know, this is just me adding this to it. I bet if you would repent of all that wickedness and idolatry and everything else, and you would trust in the true God of Israel, I guarantee he'd protect you too from the Assyrians. Yeah. I bet. Now, they didn't do that. But he could have said those things. Yeah. Right? Or at least what he should have done. And I kind of talked about this before. Is he should have taken it to the Lord. Yeah. Right? Those letters weren't threatening like the Assyrians. But he should have taken those letters to the Lord and say, Lord, what should I do? Right? They want to make a league with me. They want to be friends. They want to do all these things. What should I do? He doesn't do that. Right? Verse 13. And Hezekiah, what? He hearkened unto them and showed them all the house of his precious things, the silver, the gold, the spices, the precious ointment, and all the house of his armor, and all that was found in his treasures. There was nothing in his house, nor in all his dominion, that Hezekiah showed them not. Uh, uh, he should have said, listen, we trusted. Uh, uh, the, the whole reason the Assyrians didn't take all this away is we trusted in the Lord, but he's flattered. He wants the alliance, and he says, hey, I think part of this is uh, again, they were a small nation. They weren't seen as a powerhouse. I believe he said, do you think we're small? Look at all this gold and silver, right? You think we're, you think we're little? We can't do much, but look at all we have. Look at all this stuff. Look at these armor. Uh, look at all these different things. And it says he hid nothing from them. Now, if you, 2 Chronicles 32, 27 goes a little deeper. It says, and Hezekiah had exceeding much riches and honor, and he made himself treasuries for silver and for gold and for precious stones and for spices and for shields and for all manner of pleasant jewels, storehouses also for the increase of corn and wine and oil and stalls for all manner of beasts and coats for flocks. Moreover, he provided him cities and possessions of flocks and herds in abundance, for God had given him substance very much. God had blessed Judah, right? He, he blessed them with material possessions and everything else. His treasuries were overflowing. The storehouses were full and all because of the Lord. But what's missing from verse 13? Do you see him mentioning the Lord at all? No. no. You know what it says? He showed them all. What's he say? His precious things. His silver and gold, you know, yeah. his house of yeah. armor, his armor, yeah. his treasures, his house, his dominion, everything else. Yeah. Everything was his. Yeah, that's right. That's the problem. 
And that's dangerous. Shame. And remember, he's a good king. He's a righteous king. He was the a son of wicked King Ahaz. I mean, if anyone should have kept the generation of bad kings, it should have been him. But he cleaned house. He repaired the temple. He reopened it for worship. Remember that bronze serpent of Moses' day they were still worshiping? He destroyed that uh, because it turned into an idol. He reinstituted the Passover. He did all of these things, but now all those materials Material blessings made him prideful. And he wanted to impress these godly men. That's what he wanted to do. And I think we could fall in the same trap. Look what I've done. Look what I've built. Look at my career. Right? Look at my house. Look at my bank account. Look at my investments. All these things. And you just have to realize what God is, I believe, is trying to show us. Stop trying to impress this godly, this ungodly world with all these material things Amen. that are temporary. Amen. And what we should be doing is impress them with the power of our Lord and his blessings that are eternal. That should that should be what should impress them that, hey, uh, I don't understand how your life changed. Well, I'll tell you what, I didn't turn over a new leaf. I tried before, uh, but I'll tell you what happened. Jesus changed me. Then yeah. Impress them with the power of, uh, of being able to give you a new life and to forgive sins and everything else in a relationship. But that success was Hezekiah's downfall. So then the prophet comes in 14 and 15, Isaiah, and he said unto him, what saith these men? And from whence came they uh, unto thee? So he's asking some questions. And I, I kind of chuckle because in the Old Testament, sometimes the prophet acts like the Holy Spirit does today, Right. And remember, you've heard me say it before, uh, although it's Isaiah asking the questions, he's he's relaying these questions from God. God knows the answer to these questions, right? Where'd the men come from? Uh, and you know what? Isaiah knew them too because the Lord told him, uh, but he's asking these questions he already knows the answer to because he's trying to get Hezekiah to realize what he's done wrong. He's saying, oh, they came from a far country, even Babylon. And then so he's asking more questions. What have they seen in my house? See, that should have been a red flag right there. Would you let them see? Oh, I let them see everything, right? Uh, there's nothing among my treasures which I hadn't showed them. I opened every door. I, I opened the safe. I showed them the, the armor. I showed them everything and spices and jewels and everything else. I There is nothing I didn't show them. He is bragging to the prophet. He is. They came from Babylon. Isn't that great? Isn't that wonderful? We finally made it. We're on the map now. I showed him the treasure. Uh, we're not a little throwaway nation anymore. We're a big deal. And then the word of the Lord comes next. Behold the days, 17, behold the days come that all that is in thine house and that which thy fathers have laid up in store unto this day shall be carried unto Babylon. Nothing shall be left, saith the Lord. And of thy sons thou shalt issue from thee, and that which thou shalt beget shall they take away, and they shall be eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. There is the Lord pronouncing judgment. Everything Hezekiah showed off that day would be taken to the Babylonians one day. They'd come back, they'd carry it all away. There's nothing you didn't hide from them, nothing you didn't uh, keep back, and he said nothing's going to be left. That's, saith the Lord, they're going to carry away everything. You're going to lose your wealth, but not only that, your heritage. They're going to carry away your sons as well. And then verse 19, his response. This, should bother, this, this probably should bother us more than anything. And Hezekiah said unto Isaiah, in verse 19, Good is the word of the Lord which thou hast spoken. And he said, Is it not good if peace and truth be in my days? 
he should have realized how wrong he was, how prideful he was, how, how you know, all the things that he had done wrong. But you know what? He's, he's just relieved. I'm just glad nothing's going to happen in my day. Right? The next 15 years will be peace and fine. That's good, right? Judgment that's later after me, that's fine. That's what he's saying. That's how bad it was. It's a good word from the Lord that they're going to take away everything that's been laid up. Everything in the house of the Lord's going to be carried away. Every All the furniture of gold and everything else, the dishes and all that stuff. How are you going to worship the Lord with nothing left? Oh, it's a good thing, right? As long as everything's fine in my day, uh, I guess it'll be fine. I guarantee if he was one of the ones being carried away to be a eunuch in the palace of Babylon, it wouldn't have been a good day. But he's saying that's fine. If it's somebody else, I don't care. Yeah. Amen. I mean, the other Prideful. Self-centered. Had a little health scare. The Lord delivered him from the Assyrians. And he forgot where all that came Amen. from. Not only that, but he doesn't care about anybody else. That's what you're seeing right now. His own kids, grandkids, whatever. He doesn't even care. Uh, his descendants. And, and here's the thing. One of the things I think was the problem is in this section, we had a king that prayed, right? That took things to the Lord. And you don't see in here where he prays a single time. And that is a problem. That was a problem. Uh, that, that was a problem in um, Josh, Joshua's day. Remember AI? They didn't pray. They didn't seek the Lord before that. They were defeated. Then they were frustrated. Why are we defeated? Why are we on the run? And God says, hey, there's sin in the camp. But they should have realized there was sin in the camp, but they went to the Lord. He didn't reveal it to them. And then right here. Look at Nebuchadnezzar. Over and over yeah, again. He came in there. Then he crawled around for seven years. Yeah. The pride. He was a great king. But he stopped praying. He stopped seeking the Lord. And those spiritual victories started to go to his head. The material things got to him. He was a great king. Again, he overcame the wickedness of his father. He made improvements. But these last years were trouble. Mm. And here's the thing. I think we have to be on guard for pride welling up in our hearts too. Yeah. We have to be the most careful in the right. best times. The times of peace. Times yeah. of prosperity. Right? Because what do we naturally do? We go to the Lord less. Every time it happens to us. And then here's the problem. He took it to the next level. He forgot. He forgot who brought him there. He forgot what got him there. How was all those storehouses full? It was because of the Lord. He starts to take credit himself. But you know what I'm glad? is in 2 Chronicles 32. So I talked about where it explained all the riches and everything else. But in that same passage, in that same area, 2 Chronicles 32, 24 says this. In those days, Hezekiah was sick unto death and prayed unto the Lord, and he spake to him and gave him a sign. But Hezekiah rendered not again according to the benefit done to him, for his heart was lifted up. Therefore, uh, there was wrath upon him and upon Judah and Jerusalem. Notwithstanding, Hezekiah humbled himself for the pride of his heart, both he and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so that the wrath of the Lord came not upon them in the days of Hezekiah. You know what that tells me in that story right there? It wasn't that day, but at some point after, he realized his pride. He realized that he was lifted up. Again, it says uh, Hezekiah rendered not again according to the benefit done unto him. He didn't even, uh, God grants him 15 more years, and he's just, it's almost as if it was nothing, right? It's almost as if, 
well, I, I probably would have lived anyway, right? It was maybe the fig that God told yeah. you to put on your uh, on the wound. That's what healed it. But no, uh, finally, he humbled himself for the pride of his heart, and the wrath of the Lord uh, was was put off. And it's all because what Jimmy was just saying, he repented. And aren't you glad? See, this, without that part right there, the end of his life would have been just awful, right? What happened to King Uzziah? Remember his pride? His was a spiritual pride, right? He came, I, I can offer incense. I can do what I want. I can worship God how I want. That was a spiritual pride. Here we have a material pride and, and wanting to build a league pride, a power pride, or whatever you call it. Uh, but that, uh, that in his heart, but he repents. And I say, thank the Lord for that. Amen. Because so many times I feel like we, we've found different stories where they remember Gideon. He started out really good, but in the end, it wasn't good at all. But I'm glad that in this case, Hezekiah, there, there's a good ending. Yes, yes. And, and same thing with David. It's because of repentance. He humbled himself, even as a king, humbled himself and said, you know what? I messed up. And then there's God. You know, God can do that with us. If we get prideful, but I tell you, he will not... God, if there's one thing he won't allow, and that is he will not allow pride. Why? Because all that does is we start to take the glory that belongs to the Lord and put it on ourselves. And when we do that, God is not pleased with that. Because, listen, we didn't, uh, we didn't get our, where we're at ourselves. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty easy to understand when you look at the trajectory of our lives it would not be where it's at with, without the Lord. I'm yeah. thankful that the Lord has given us everything. You know, even there are things that this world is not impressed with. Well, the Lord gave us that, and we're thankful of it, right? And then there's other things that might be special. Maybe he has given you a little treasury, or maybe he's given you a gift, or something like that. And here's the thing, never forget that it's the Lord's. And use that to show, hey, this is the Lord that's blessed us. Yeah. As he's brought us to where we are. And I'm telling you what, I'm glad for a God that sends word. Because he could have just knocked Hezekiah off and said, you know what? I've changed my mind. Right? And that's it. But instead he sends the word of the Lord. Right? He's, and then today he sends the Holy Spirit to touch our hearts. And to wake us up sometimes. And I'm thankful for that. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you so much for your yes. word tonight. Lord, I'm glad that there are real people in this Bible, Lord, that make mistakes. Lord, that uh, maybe even start out good, but then uh, just an awful mistake. But Lord, I'm glad that you uh, that you don't abandon us. You didn't abandon Hezekiah, but Lord, you sent him the truth and gave him space to repent. Lord, I'm so glad you gave us space to repent. And, and, and not only to save our souls, but over and over again in our lives when we make mistakes. Lord, I'm glad that you raise us up and give us another opportunity just to, to come to you for cleansing. Lord, I, I pray that you'd allow us to finish strong. Lord, allow us to yes. do your will in these last days, in these evil days. Lord, give us extra grace and strength and wisdom. And Lord, help us to be rooted and grounded in you. Giving you the glory, praying to you, leaning on you. And in all things we ask in Jesus' name. And amen. Amen. amen.